Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and we started this podcast when I was 24, and next year I'm turning 30. <laughs> Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a porn maker, and I turned 30 this year. Congrats. Yeah, I made sure. Can't wait to join you. <laughs> Just drawing our listeners' attention to the passage of time, the the we slow, ma- unrelenting march. Though. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm just thinking about aging because it's the new year, and I guess that's what happens as you get older. You stop thinking about <laughs> parties, and you start thinking about how old you're getting. That's fun. Uh, how were your holidays, friend? Ah, uh, all right. Um. <laughs> Not great, I hear. Not great, not less <laughs> less than stellar. Um, yeah. I wound up uh, around what time isn't real. We're recording this in that span between Christmas and New Year's, where time isn't real as it is. Dead um, week. Yeah, yeah. But the Wednesday before Christmas, whenever that was, I was recording a workshop or teaching a workshop. And my voice was, like, cracking and breaking in a way that I'm not super used to. Like, I've been on tea long enough. And I was like, I don't know, maybe my voice is changing again. I don't. But by, like, the next day, my throat was real sore. Um, So I spent Christmas and all the time since then uh, in quarantine with my partner. Um, We've been waiting to get a test. I got a uh, rapid test that was negative, but I'm going to get a PCR just to be safe in a couple days. Um, But we have been making the most of it. We've been, I picked up some new board games. We've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, I've been doing a Kingdom Hearts playthrough so that they can watch Kingdom Hearts because it's the best game ever made. Um, (laughs) It's been, it's been making the most of it. How was your holidays? Good. I'm I'm happy for you. Although I'm sorry that you weren't feeling well. Um, yeah, my I'm doing holidays a lot better good. now. Good. So, yeah. Yeah, my holidays were pretty decent. Uh, last year, I ended up getting stuck in New York uh, because of COVID travel stuff. So mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, I had to spend Christmas away from my family, which, of course, was still fine because I love my spouse very much. And, like, we, we did some of my fave of traditions from home. But it was really nice to be back with my family this year. Um, mm-hmm. Kept it very small for obvious reasons. Um, the thing that was striking to me was how many members of my family bought copies of my very kinky book for other members <laughs> of my family. <laughs> I like, love that. I think my aunt bought copies for both her boyfriend and her son. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah. Pretty neat. And then I had to sign them in front of everybody. And like the thing that I've been signing my books with lately is uh, wishing you the kinky adventures of your dreams, because I figure that that doesn't assume that you definitely do want to do kink. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's just hoping that you will get whatever you want in that area. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I really don't feel comfortable writing this in my cousin or my uncle's book. So I just have to think of <laughs> something else to write. Although I do still wish them the kinky adventures of their dreams. I just feel it would be odd for me to say so. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. And I'm sure p- coming up with something new on the spot was quite the adventure. Um, yeah. But that's delightful that you had so many people like supporting your work and everything. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was really nice. It felt good because like I had to be or I felt that I had to be pretty closeted about my work when I first started it like a decade ago. And now it's just like, mm-hmm. whatever. Everybody knows. It's great. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we're doing our traditional year-end episode. Usually what we do is we sort of talk about how our years went in terms of sex, kink, and relationships. Uh, we reflect on some of the goals that we set last year, check in about how those went for us, and set some new goals for next year. So I guess my first question is, uh, you know, another pandemic year, another year of having pandemic <laughs> sex. How did this year of pandemic sex differ from last year for you? If, if uh, at all. <laughs> it differed quite a bit. I had a lot more. Um, this hmm. year, I was actually living in the same city as my partner, whereas last year, I was in New York, and they were in Jersey up until uh, end of November. So we had about a month of um, being in the same place. But this year, we've really, we live less than a mile apart now and spend half of our weeks living together, more or less. Uh, so we have had a lot more sex. Uh, they informed me via our spreadsheet that, mm-hmm. hang on, I have the, <clears throat> some notes here. Uh, in 2019, when we uh, first started fucking, we had sex a modest 26 times. We met in the middle of the year. You know, we do our best. Room to in grow. 20, exactly. <laughs> 2020, again, long distance and dealing with a pandemic. So we came in around 64. Again, reasonable. I understand. Um, however, this year we had sex a total of 204 times. Wow. I gotta, I gotta applaud that one. <laughs> so things have changed for Wait, the better. I gotta do, I gotta do some quick math. Just, just doing a little bit of math in the calculator app on my phone. That is 3.9 times a week. That's really fucking admirable. Yeah, I, I, I live together part time. I'm here for it. <laughs> That's delightful. I'm checking my spreadsheet, too. Um, And I apparently had sex 154 times this year. Interesting. Yeah. So I I am still long distance, although like you, I do spend time with my partner where we are basically, for all intents and purposes, living together. Although, you Mm -hmm. know, it's different. You live less than a mile from your partner. I live 500 (laughs) miles from my partner, but we make it work. Um, Yes. Yeah. I'm pleased with that number. I think that's a reasonable number. (laughs) Yeah, that is a solid number. I'm here for that. Yeah. I think that for me, the main difference in terms of sex was like... I just kind of felt more dead inside this year, like, (laughs) in the way that you kind of have to be to live through what we're living through. And so I think Mm -hmm. that I felt less in touch with my desire and arousal this year, although we may do quite well. Mm. Um, But, you know, I just noticed that I didn't have, like, I had almost no spontaneous desire. Almost all Mm -hmm. of my desire was responsive. And usually it leans that way, but this year in particular, I was just like, you know, if you asked me out of the blue in the middle of the day, like, do you feel like fucking, I would just be like, no, like, have you read the news? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I've absolutely found myself leaning more towards responsive desire this year, certainly. And like, yes, we fucked quite a bit. Um, a lot of it was also just like, maintenance sex or like the the kind of sex that is a part of our routine Mm -hmm. um which is great which is why they're my partner um (laughs) even our routine sex is fucking fantastic and uh i have definitely noticed a lack of (sighs) aspirations around my (laughs) sex life like i don't sit around daydreaming about like 
we were we were sitting around writing our goals, which obviously we'll get to later in the episode, um, earlier today, and they showed me their list, and they had a sex and kink section, and they're like, you know, I like to have this to remind myself that this is like a hobby that I like to pour energy into, like doing new things with and everything. And I'm like, good, that's brilliant, because I had forgotten until this exact moment <laughs> that that was true. Yeah. Wow, I, I, you, I always have those goals on my list. I always have new kinky things that I'm just curious and excited about, mm-hmm. and I forgot. Which does not feel like me, um, but I did add it to my goal list, and it is something I'm gonna like try and consciously bring back more into 2022 because I've missed it. Yep, yep, it's important. <sighs> okay, so next question is: What are some new things that you tried this year, or that you got more into this year? Uh, so we've actually talked about several of them recently on episode, uh, on like recent episodes, sleepy mm-hmm. sex. I have done so much more of. So excellent. Um, I mean, we're all, really we're all is. sleepy this year. I feel like the pandemic is just getting to us. So it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm also just for the first time I am in a circumstance where I am with someone who is also into that flavor of CNC type play and that I am comfortable enough with to be playing with those sort of things. And Mm -hmm. with someone that I just share a bed with regularly, like I Mm -hmm. didn't sleep next to people all that often prior to this. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And we are both people who initiate sex in our sleep sometimes. So that just <laughs> they were reading through their spreadsheet and they're like the number of times it just says we woke up and weren't sure who initiated but we were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do they, I live do like they this. take note of do they take note of who initiated on their spreadsheet? Uh, I don't think so, but I do take note mm. of when we're not sure because then it's usually a conversation of like, so like you started fucking me and like, excuse me, I started, excuse me, I, your hand was in my pants when I woke up. So I don't know what, I was like, well, that's because you were grinding on me. I don't know. Anyway. I feel like we need to just make an obligatory caveat here, which is like sleepy sex is for people who know what they're doing and have uh, hopefully pre-negotiated these types of things we are not suggesting absolutely just, just wake your partners up with sex but when you're both into it it's super fun absolutely and this is a thing that we have discussed a lot uh while awake and also not a thing <laughs> that we started doing in our sleep until we had already established this level of comfort mm-hmm. um which is handy to know that apparently my subconscious is also pretty solid at consent. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say pretty horny. Done... I mean, that too. <laughs> also that. Also that. Um, <laughs> we've also done um, quite a bit more of alien roleplay stuff, which we talked about in, I think, a bonus episode. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave y'all to go dig into that because that's a whole other story. Um <laughs> And I've had a lot more rope, which I really love because that's the thing that I've been really, really curious about and always known that I've enjoyed. Like I've had opportunities to try it out and loved it, but I haven't had many close relationship, friendships, play partners, whatever, with people who are pretty solid at rope um, for me to have 
a ton of experiences bottoming to it or learning how to do it. Um, and I have more of those people in my life these days. Ash is pretty great at rope. Um, and they're learning even more. Hopefully they're going to have, um, learn a, a little bit about suspension next year, hopefully, maybe. Um, and I have quite a few other friends in my life who are really, really solid riggers. Um, so I've been exploring that a bit more this year and I'm really excited to do more of that next year, hopefully. Cool. I'm very yeah. happy for you. I feel like uh, a frequent theme that comes up in these episodes for us is talking about rope in past mm. years and like how much we wish we were doing more rope. So it's mm-hmm. nice to hear. What kind of things have you been doing more of this year? I have three things on my list for this. One of them is lots more squirting. Uh, Ooh. I've been noticing this lately, even though I think it's been a growing trend for the past few years. But so prior to getting into a relationship with Matt, I think I had only squirted with a partner like once. Like it was something mm-hmm. that I only did by myself because it required a lot of sustained, fast, hard G-spot stimulation. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if, like, I just wasn't communicating adequately to partners that that's what I needed or, like, if they physically couldn't do it or maybe I wasn't, like, even aware. I don't really remember. But um, Mm -hmm. Matt pretty much makes me squirt every time we fuck. And I think that they know, like, what techniques to do. Like, especially, like, if I've just come and they keep fucking me really Mm. fast and that will tend to do it. But I also know that, like, there are some people who experience just more squirting as they get older. Like, I don't know if it's, like, anatomical or hormonal or I I have no idea. But I do seem to Mm -hmm. be squirting a lot more this year than in previous years. Like, it's it's kind of a a laundry problem. (laughs) That's that's really fascinating because I've definitely also had, like – varied experience with how much I squirt at different points in my life like I did a lot more when I was younger and I didn't for a minute and now I'm getting back to more of it and I always thought of it as like a my relationship on t like my body being on t and also just my relationship to how much I like playing with my g-spot at that point in my life Hmm. Um, but that is fascinating to also hear that other people have had it just change with age and that you're having that experience that's really neat yeah, I think it might also partly be the thing of like, because uh, there's like a, for me at least, I have to sort of like bear down and push out mm-hmm. to squirt, which I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of the other people say as well. And like, at this point, it comes very naturally to me. But mm-hmm. I think previously, I kind of was like suppressing that feeling because I'd be like, well, I don't want to pee all over my partner. And surprise, it's not pee. Um, right. Couple other things. I got into um, giving ruined orgasms this year. Yeah. Because uh, my, <sighs> my spouse had like expressed some interest in it before. And like, I wouldn't say that it's quite a squick for me, but it's just one of those kinks that like I can't understand directly because mm-hmm. I hate having my orgasms ruined and like not a sexy kind of hate. Like, I just hate it. Um, but. Mm-hmm. They were expressing interest in it, especially with regards to, like, chastity or denial type stuff. And I was like, I think I get how to do that. Like, we've watched um, this great porn star, Velvet Veronica, give, like, a ton of ruined mm. orgasms. And I was, like, studying her technique. And, like, it's it's <laughs> fairly simple. Like, it's fairly intuitive. If you've ever ruined your own orgasm accidentally, then you know basically probably how to do it, which is, like, you stop simulation, like, as the orgasm is beginning or about to begin, but before... Mm-hmm like kind of a crucial moment um and it's really cool (laughs) it's just a really interesting thing to play with is it in that like 
area between the point of no return and the beginning of the orgasm. Sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, of course, much easier to figure out if either you're doing it to yourself or you're doing it to somebody whose body and responses you know really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gotten pretty good at that with Matt. It's still, like, not my fave thing to do. Like, I, I don't really do it that often because like I like hearing and seeing them come and like have like Mm -hmm. a intense orgasm like that's for me more what I'm into but it is fun um it sounds like this issue I run into with Ash where like I'm really really into edging and orgasm denial and they're mm -hmm. like yeah but, but but the thing is I like seeing you come like right. they are in <laughs> and also someone in the way you are into um making me come too fast mm. almost and I'm like no that's no that's the opposite they're like but look how fast I could do it but look I could just <laughs> and they're like oh look you're so overwhelmed oh no and I'm like this is yeah this isn't the game we were gonna it's fun too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I totally got that um, and then the third thing I had on my list was, I mean, I've always kind of done this, but, uh, like really heavily intoxicated sex, which mm-hmm. like sleepy sex is one of those things that like, you really shouldn't do it unless you know what you're doing and have consent and have pre-negotiated, et cetera. But, um, there were just some times this year when I was like either extremely drunk or extremely high and Matt quote unquote took advantage of me, which I found very mm-hmm. like, calming i don't know i'm Mm -hmm. i'm so into that like it's not only extremely hot to me but also just really relaxing um in the way that like you know if you were really drunk and someone or really high and someone gave you a massage you'd be like wow this is awesome (laughs) or at least that's Mm -hmm. how i am anyway um and it's sort of like that uh and that's been fun yeah no i love that there is something i mean there is something obviously just to the sensations because sensations feel different when you're like that intoxicated yeah and there's also something about like and i think we talked about this with sleepy sex too about it just fully being about responsiveness mm-hmm. and like or and just like receiving sensation and things and like you're not being expected to do all of that much and it's like even if all you're doing is receiving sensation and not reacting to it it's not only okay it's playing into the story that you're created you're like acting better if you're doing that and there's just (laughs) something fucking comforting about that about like yep i just get touched right now (laughs) (laughs) yep absolutely it's it's very chill vibes um, I just remembered another thing that uh, <laughs> that you would find amusing, I think, which is uh, we experimented with like playing games uh, while Matt was in chastity to determine like when they would be let out of chastity. Um, you did Scrabble, and- right? Yeah, we did Scrabble, but the thing that <laughs> the thing that we did differently this year was we actually live streamed it. <laughs> I and just that. like we just invited people from like Twitter or Discord to come watch us play this live stream Scrabble game, which was mm-hmm. like it just added an extra element of like humiliation <laughs> to them totally fucking losing because uh, I'm uh, really good at Scrabble. So that was hilarious. <laughs> I want to do more of that. <laughs> well, yeah, that sounded really, really fun. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is something that you used to do or used to like? but you didn't do much of this year. 
I did a lot less topping for sex than I did last year. I topped for impact quite a bit. Um, mm. But I bottomed a lot more for sex, which honestly, I like, tr- makes more sense. I think the topping that I was doing last year was kind of a statistical blip <laughs> um, related to it was affirming it to my gender and... Mm. all sorts of things to be toppy but like the thing is i really like getting my holes wrecked so (laughs) i could top like i have nothing against i also like seeing my dick in things but like my cardio is (laughs) shit and (laughs) topping is like requires doing things bottoming i just like twerk my ass every once in a while and take it and that's great um so basically what i'm saying is i've gotten lazier and I have a pet who does what I say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, is that working? Like, does that fit yeah. with Ash's, like, desired ratio of topping versus bottoming? Yeah. I mean, they – so when I talk to them about it, they're like, so the thing is, I would like to bottom more, but I would not like to top any less ever. <laughs> and like, so what you're saying is you want to have more sex. We had sex 204 times. They're like, yeah, no, I know. We don't really have the time, but I want to bottom more and give up none of the topping. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> That's a dilemma. In practice, it works out because their other relationship is bottoming 100% of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So they get the balance even if they're also like, no, no, I, I distinctly also want to bottom to daddy's cock and hands. Thank you very much. Like, I would <laughs> like to do more of that. Mm-hmm. But also, they get their bottoming out <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Gotta have a bottoming outlet. And they're just, <laughs> such a good top is the thing. Their stamina just fucking absurd. I don't understand. <laughs> Enviable. <sighs> Uh, I had a couple things on my list for this. Uh, mm-hmm. I was definitely not coming as much from oral sex this year, which I think we talked about in a recent either episode mm, or bonus episode. Did, yeah. yeah um, I do think that for me, there seems to be an element of like NRE helps with that, like just from mm-hmm. past experience. Um, but I also think that a huge element of this was uh, when I get off from oral sex, often it's relying a lot on my own fantasies inside my head and Mm. I was really struggling with that this year because of stress related to you know the world and everything Mm -hmm. um I was really having a hard harder time even than usual focusing on fantasies and whatnot uh so I really think that that's why I I probably did come from oral sex at some point this year but like it was definitely not as frequent as it has been before uh, yeah, my partner recently said to me that that's like their number one priority for us sexually right now and that they want to know like any and everything that they can do to to work on that. And I was like, OK, I'll think about that. <laughs> but I really think it's just like I'm stressed and I need to de-stress. <laughs> that is the hottest way to say I need I want you to come more from this, though, because <laughs> like generally that is a thing that can be like kind of pressury to be like, sorry, you're not coming the right way. But like, no, that is certainly the best. I just need you to give me any and all the information you can. Yeah. So that we can do this when we want to. Right. And they're very clear with me that it's, like, not meant to be pressury, and I know that, but, like... Right, 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 right. obviously. Because I know that, I am able to find it hot, as you said, that there is a little bit of, like, uh, an imperative there, like, a little bit of, like, (laughs) but you should do this for me. (laughs) Just so you know, this is is of a high priority for me. It's just something (laughs) on the forefront of my mind 
for yep. the coming year. <laughs> and the coming year. Uh, <laughs> and then the other thing that I didn't do as much of this year is like extreme kink pain stuff mm-hmm. like e-stim, wax, trampling, mm-hmm. um, which like, you know, was never a super frequent part of my sex life, but was definitely happening more. And I think that with everything going on this year, I was just like, you know, the world's painful enough. Uh, and I just wanted the types of pain that were more familiar to me. So like scratching, biting, spanking. Um, mm. It just felt like too much of a production or something to do stuff that was more intense or required more setup, especially yeah. given that I just didn't feel like my pain tolerance was up to it. Uh, so I'd have to cut it short, but maybe next year I'll do more of that. Yeah, I get that feeling. I did less. I realized how much kink in front of an audience is a particular flavor of kink. And obviously I did a lot less of that this year. And it Mm -hmm. feels kind of like what you were talking about, about the kind of kink that I'd be willing to put on a production for. This is the kind of thing that, you know, we have a party coming up. What scene are we going to do that night and Mm -hmm. plan for that scene? Because, you know, you have a date on the calendar. We know we want to do something then. We're show-offs. We know we want to do something fun and we can plan around it. And there was less of that kind of like special occasion scene happening this year because Mm -hmm. it just wasn't built into my social event calendar in the way it used to be yep i feel that all right the next question is about toys and products we used to do like what new toys did you get really into this year but i feel like we both have been like very much enjoying mostly old faithfuls so just like what's you know top your list this year in general I mean, as usual, my Magic Wand Rechargeable, my Vixen Outlaw, my Vixen Gambler, always my favorites, all my Enjoy Metal toys I come back to quite a bit, um, and those are kind of been the roster I've been going to this year as well. Um, Though the one thing that does kind of stand out for me this year as having like a moment in my sex and kink (laughs) life um, are weighted toys in general. So I got a pair of weighted leather gloves that I've been using for Impact. Those and are I so got, cool. Ah, they're so good. And they just feel like a badass. They're like <laughs> fingerless leather gloves with weights in them. Come on. Um, <laughs> and then I have um, this. So this toy that you have seen, but I just looked up the the technical name of today so I can say it on the podcast. And this <laughs> motherfucker is called a boingy stick. And <laughs> It is, uh, the handle is a spring and the head is um, sort of like a cylindrical weight. Mm. Uh, So Ash describes it as like being punched with a tiny fist when you use it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I've been using that a lot. Hollow leather, H-O-L-O, leather makes a lot of weighted toys and I own several that I love and I have several on my wish list. um, So they have definitely kind of stood out as something that I have been uh, particularly fond of this year. Yeah, I got to check that out. That stuff's really yeah. cool. When you were showing me the the weighted gloves at my book launch, I was like, how did I not know about these? These are very much my shit. They're, they're exactly <laughs> your shit. Yeah. Uh, as per usual for me, like my number one toy of the year was my Erosolator. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like my favorite clit vibe and has been for almost a decade. Wow, that's so <laughs> wild. Uh, it's just always by my nightstand. Uh, also a big fan of the magic wand. 
and of Enjoy Toys. Uh, I definitely use the 11 a lot this year. Use the Pure One a lot, the Pure Plugs. Uh, everything by Enjoy is so good. So um, good. In terms of new stuff, I did have three things that I wanted to talk about briefly. One of them is the Baldo, mm. which I've talked about yes. before. It's like this really inventive device that you like put over your balls and it turns your balls into like basically a dildo that you can fuck somebody with. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't that the sex we had with the Baldo was like, amazing or anything but it's just like funny and definitely a new experience for both of us Mm -hmm. uh and just really cool to experience uh my partner having a ballgasm uh and then also the dildo that i designed yes pleasure taylor which is called the easy Uh, a if you go to touch it it's it's so great if you go to (sighs) pleasure taylor.com as in T-A-I-L-O-R. Uh, and then you go to designers, you will find my beautiful dildo, which is designed to hit the A spot. Um, there's just not that many A spot dildos, and I really wanted one that was good at that. And it's incredibly good at that, uh, both when I'm using it solo and when I'm using it with my partner. And then um, my partner also bought me, I forget if it was for my birthday or our anniversary or something, um, this impact product called the domestic discipline strap by london tanners Mm. which was recommended by this spanking fetishist uh kelly may who does a youtube channel that we really like called spanking university um she says it's her favorite implement and it's like a leather strap um it's like really stiff when you first get it but she says that it like softens up over time um, nice. And it's like both stingy and thuddy and just like really sexy, especially if you Ugh. fetishize leather at all. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just really gorgeous. I'm a big fan. Amazing. I want to see that too. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we've come to this question. What was some of the best sex you had this year, Bags? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, so I told you before this, my list has six items on it could because i spent the few minutes before this with ash reading off things on their spreadsheet being like oh and there was that time you and i wrote too many of them down (laughs) um so i think we're gonna revisit this in the bonus episodes um yeah so so join our patreon if you haven't already because you're gonna hear the rest of the gossip on there because i can't spend the remainder of this episode talking about this we have to talk about goals and like set intentions and be like responsible adults or whatever on this (laughs) podcast that we have because we're 30 um so best sex of the year um so three of these stories already exist in bonus episodes so i can get those out of the way and folks can go look those up now um I mentioned the alien sex earlier. I definitely want to mention the first time we kind of leaned into this alien role play, and we have definitely talked like in detail about what that looks like in that bonus episode. Um, but it I was love the those kind stories. Ugh, they're so fun. It was the kind of role play that we like stumbled onto one night before bed. We were fucking, and we we're like, "Wouldn't it be hot if like you were like some kind of alien doing some kind of thing?" And just kind of like <laughs> half built a role play in thirty seconds while their dick was like actively in me and went with it. <laughs> and then the next night, we were like, "Okay, but like, I don't know. What if you like crept in the room after I was already in bed and like actually leaned into what this kind of would look like?" And it was. <laughs> so fucking hot to like build up this idea from nothing that we had just come up with yesterday um so definitely listen to that um 
the camp bonus episode and the camp episodes of the show uh, talk about all of the sex we had then. Um, but my favorite was probably when I spanked them out. Um, I got to beat them outside while they were leaning over kink furniture um, in a little bit of the rain. And it was like the heaviest impact scene we did this year, which was lovely. And we had done it, I think earlier that day, uh, we had also done this tickling scene in this really <laughs> bonkers metal bondage gear that I describe in detail <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> so those two, certainly. Um, and then the uh, scenes I filmed with my friend Ten that I have released two of the videos already on all of the Billy Lore things, and I will be releasing the other two this January. Um, but we filmed all of that at the end of November, and it was just one very long day with a lot of really excellent sex and kink etc um so that definitely makes the list and you can find that in another bonus episode <laughs> just listen to all the bonus episodes that's what i'm getting <laughs> yes um all right i will give them one story that is not in any bonus episodes though and then i will save the other two for our next bonus another episode. bonus episode Mysterious. yeah anyway <laughs> drink every time i say bonus episode <laughs> um, no, no, tip me, tip me, or or sub to Patreon every time I say bonus episode. Um, water and tip him. That's the rule. Yes, that's the rule. Because <laughs> we are a health conscious show. Um, uh, okay, so this is something that we did uh, fairly recently, but um, we were. I was in the middle of going down on my pet and we were laying out. So my apartment has windows all the way across one wall. So it was like beautifully lit middle of the day and they had waxed earlier that morning and I was sucking their dick and kneeling next to them. So I wasn't between their legs. I was like kneeling over and their sunlit junk was just fantastic is the thing. <laughs> It just, the sun was gleaming off it beautifully. And I was like, the thing is, I need you to see how good your dick looks in my mouth right now. So I set a camera up at kind of between their feet mm -hmm. and leaned over them so that the view was of their junk and my face leaning in to suck their cock and dirty talked to the camera <laughs> and then laid next to them and made them watch it in detail afterwards <laughs> and that was fantastic <laughs> um and if you want to see that video it is also <laughs> i promise you this one's also a promo if you want to see that video it's on my only fans at billy or you know how to do the thing but that was also genuinely really fucking hot and it was really fun that it was like i felt very clever coming up with that idea just in the exact moment and i was like no sorry this is hot i need to share this with you and it <laughs> turned out to be quite fun that's so cute it's such a good distillation of like your interest in exhibitionism and <laughs> mm -hmm. i love that that's great and i love watching them get all bashful and like also, it was essentially designed as, like, 
custom jerk-off material for them personally. (laughs) I was like, no, no, here is a very detailed view of what it looks like when I'm sucking your dick and me (laughs) smiling and saying clever things to the camera. Like, that's exclusively (laughs) what gets them off. And they have, like, it is their own personal porn that they've gotten off to many times. Ideal. (laughs) Truly ideal. (laughs) And it was very fun to just, like, craft something that I was like, oh, no, this is specially curated for my pet and to make it like, and to have all of that idea fall into place in the exact moment and be like, ooh, no, I'm doing this right now. Hang on. <laughs> that would be such a good question uh, for anyone to ask their partner. Like, mm. what would your ideal porn be? Like, in terms of something that I could actually make. Uh, yeah. Something we could do ooh, together. Yeah. yeah. That would be so fun. Yep, so what is yep. some of your best sex this year? So I've, I don't know if, like, other people will relate to this, but, like, I've found that I have a worse memory for sex during these pandemic years, I guess because they're mm-hmm. occurring mostly in, like, the same locations under, like, the same circumstances. Yes, um, absolutely. So the things that tend to stick out to me are things that are a little off the beaten path, like role plays or, you know, unusual for us things. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the things we did, um, Matt and I had been watching a lot of this show on Netflix called Sex Life. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. I've heard you mention it, but that's the yeah. extent I know about it. I mean, it's like, it's hot, but it's very straight. So it's like, okay. it can only be so hot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> very straight and vanilla, I should say. Well, I mean, there, there's definitely some kink stuff in it. But um, anyway, so like the key plot line basically is that this woman who is married and has a kid is like longing for her ex who is this like mm. super hot but like emotionally unavailable fuck boy uh, okay. who like understood her sexually in a way that her husband does not. And we were watching this and and I was just like, I feel like I have some kind of like kink about like hooking up with an ex again, which is not mm. to say that I have any actual desire to hook up with my actual exes because I honestly don't really. But the idea of like reconnecting with somebody who already knows your deal sexually, like already knows how to touch you and, and what your kinks are and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, especially since like post breakup for me has often been a time of like no sex at all. Like I've had those fantasies of yeah. like, I don't even miss my ex anymore, but like really wish that I had them here to fuck me just cause I really need to get fucked right now. Um, it's like the taboo uh like, it's really fascinating because it plays with that taboo of like, they are the person I shouldn't be fucking, which is right. like very much a thing <laughs> that I play into in many of my role plays, right? They are the kind of person that is off limits, but it feels like a little loophole where they are the person who is off limits, except you know they're great at it. Yeah. Except you already <laughs> have all of this information about it. Because for me, it's usually the like, the person I shouldn't, but what would it be like? But this is like, the person I shouldn't, and I know it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Which is a whole other layer. Yeah. And I like the element of like, they know too that it's a bad idea. So like, their yeah. desire for me has to supersede their their super ego in that way mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is fun um so i'd been talking about this with matt and and they proposed the idea of doing like an ex's role play um and it was like a pretty low-key role play as far as role plays go like it was literally just uh they told me to lie down in my bed and put a blindfold on and then they like left the room and when they came back they were my ex um mm-hmm. and they were just like you know they were saying shit like god i've missed this pussy and like 
uh, I remember how to do this and like just stuff mm. like that. And I was like, <laughs> this is so perfect. Like I expressed this fantasy and then they like gave it to me and it was so cute. I loved oh, it. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. that's delightful. Yeah. And another one is, um, I think I've told you before that like I used, I used to have this fantasy that would come up a lot for me of like that a partner would text me when they were on their way over and be like, I want you to get yourself ready for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like jerk off or like edge myself or um, whatever, like get into an attractive position, whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had had a partner at one time who I expressed this to who was pretty vanilla and he was like, but I like doing all the foreplay stuff. I like like going down on you and whatever. Like I don't want to skip that part. And I was like, okay, but like we could skip it once like, for, for this once, fantasy, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but for once it would be hot though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I told Matt this story, and they they had a day um, recently where they not recently not during Omicron. Is it Omicron or Omicron? I never remember. I have no idea. Don't know. <laughs> we don't talk out loud these days. We write things down. <laughs> exactly. Does anyone know how to pronounce it? Um, anyway, they, they I had don't a even day. Spell it. I got spell check. Anyway. <laughs> they had a day this year where they had to like go to a, some like work thing and then like a business dinner thing. So they were like out all day and I was at their apartment working. And they sent me a text while they were at dinner that was like, I want you to like put on lingerie get the lighting set up nice, put on some nice music uh, and start edging yourself with, with toys or with your hands or whatever. And I'll, I'll do what I want to when I get home. And I was like, yes, this is so good. And, um, and it was great. And I had that like exciting sense of like anticipation. Um, Mm -hmm. But also like they didn't have to, because they're similar to that other partner of mine in that they really like, going down on me and kissing me and like, you know, all this stuff of like turning me on. So they didn't skip mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I was just like extra ready for it. And um, it was really good. And then also today, the day that we're recording this is Matt's birthday and their birthday wish uh, was that we do like a similar thing, but we're apart now. So we're going to do it over the phone. So like oh. they're, they're sending me dinner at the same time that they're going to eat. And um, and then I'm supposed to, like, shower and shave and, like, put lingerie on and set the mood and, like, edge myself three times. And, yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, that's I, excellent. I just, yeah, I really appreciate my spouse's, like, sexual thoughtfulness. I think that it turns me on in and of itself because it's just so sweet that they would, like, think through my fantasies and my kinks to sort of figure out, okay, like, here's how this can apply to us and here's how I'm going to do this. And it's great. Yeah. I also love that their birthday wish is that you get pampered. That's delightful. <laughs> yeah, tops like are fantastic. I, I love <laughs> tops and daddy doms. They're my most favorite. <laughs> um, okay, so the next part is where we talk about our goals for last year. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, I'm so <laughs> excited to hear what they were. Yeah, so for the listeners, we were, we were chatting a little bit before this about how, like, usually I would send Bex my questions or, or my talking points for the episode in advance, but always for the New Year's episode, I don't tell you what your goals were for last year, and I just re-listen to last year's episode and write down what you said your goals were so that mm-hmm. I can speak them to you now and have <laughs> you react to them. Um, some of them are a bit sad. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. That This is how it went last year, too. Yep. It's yeah. true. I really think that, like, my sense from re-listening to that episode today is I really think we thought the pandemic would be over sometime in 2021. We didn't yeah. say that, but that was the vibe. Yeah. Um, 
So that yeah, yikes. Um, moving right Not along. So much. <laughs> so you had three main goals that you identified. One of them was attending conferences. Uh, I am curious. Did you attend any like online conferences this year? Did you do anything like? No, this? but I went to kink camp. Okay, there's that. That Dark that Odyssey is something. Counts. All right, yeah, yeah, that counts. That's about as mm-hmm. good as you could have got this year. Uh, that's great. Exactly. It was entirely outdoors. To my knowledge, as of uh, like three weeks out, they were able to send an email and say that there was no cases contracted at summer camp. Um, And that was to their knowledge then. So that's pretty fucking rad. Um, We were like, seemed pretty good around safety. Wonderful. And it was fucking fun. Okay, so your second goal was that you wanted to work on your connections, including showing the fuck up for relationships in your life and working on being vulnerable. How did that go for you? Worked real well for the people in my immediate circle. Um, Mm -hmm. I am certainly being more vulnerable and showing the fuck up a little bit more um, and more I am way more comfortable having the tough conversations uh in my relationships than in my life than I used to be. Uh mm-hmm. my circles have not widened in the way that I hoped when I uh kind of talked about that. Um and that was that is certainly due to circumstance more than anything else. Um mm-hmm. but I have grown in that direction and think I will continue to. Yeah, I think that um your emotional and mental growth in the past couple of years has been really amazing to see. Oh um, my gosh, thanks. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. This episode of the Dildorks is sponsored by Designer Bait. That's uh, like if Masturbate had design instead of mast, um, they are a service that will create for you a beautiful Chatterbait profile. You'll create visually stunning and unique Chatterbait profiles with just a few clicks. So if you are a sex worker working on the Chatterbait medium or you're thinking about expanding into Chatterbait, I would suggest that you check out designerbait.com. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-U-R-B-A-T-E.com. There will be a link in our show notes and you can use their free Chatterbait profile designer to create a unique design in just a few minutes. Thank you so much, Designerbait. Uh, and the third and final thing that you wanted to do was you wanted to have more scenes that were seriously thought out and a bit complicated. So things like intricate role play scenes. How did that go? Yeah, no, not so much. No, I'm tired. <laughs> Man, I'm t- that the, yeah. the the guy who had that idea had more spoons <laughs> than I do. I don't yeah. know where he put them, um, but I would like them back. I mean, you did do more interesting role play scenarios. We did, but they were you didn't like you know spend time planning them out. But I don't think that that yeah. necessarily is like a bad thing. Like you know they were yeah. still intricate in their own ways. We had more of the scene like those scenes wouldn't have suited me this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hoped for a year where those scenes would have fit into. This was not that year. Yeah. 
So yep. I hope to be a person for whom that sounds appealing next year. <laughs> I don't know how true that'll be, but yeah. Yep. All right. And I had two goals that I set. One of them was that I wanted to rediscover like flirty energy. And my mm. my vision for that was that I would be able to go to parties and, you know, play truth or dare, spin the bottle, which of course, oh my God, can you imagine playing spin the bottle at a big party right now? Jesus oh God. Fuck. Oh God! Uh, but I do, I do have like, uh, you know, I had a couple of like little flirtations over the course of the year. I have like a person who I flirt with these days from afar, um, and that's fun. Cute. Like, you know, even in a pandemic when stuff like that can't really quote unquote go anywhere, like, uh, you know, it's still fun, and I, I still find it uh, rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing that I had wanted to do was to pose for more sexy pictures because um, mm. that's the thing that helps me feel sexier. And I didn't get to do that mainly because like the photographers who I would have liked to work with, including your partner, were like not in my vicinity or in my bubble or anything. Um, but uh, my partner did take several sexy pictures of me like during scenes or after scenes like especially mm. if i had like bruising or anything like that and That's then also fun. i did get to be photographed by your partner on the night of my book launch which was like not you know boudoir or anything but it did give me a little bit of that kick of like ooh, someone's pointing a camera at me cool <laughs> yeah and we're gonna have to get some boudoir or something on the schedule next time you and asher in the same place because oh, i would love they would that. be delighted to do that for you yeah my so dream fun. is to do like like full 1950s like lingerie oh my god that would be sick. so delightful yeah. oh that would be so fun we'd have to find a really cool setting for that too we can make that oh yes. yeah that seems like a good thing to do the year that i turn 30 you know yes it does yeah we should make that happen yes all right so what do you have in terms of goals for next year Okay, well, as you've been talking, I have been, sorry in advance to anyone who hears the scribbling, I have been um, jotting down notes on my very extensive list of goals on which ones <laughs> that I think I want to share here. Um, so I split my goals up into uh, like some of my personal goals, my professional goals as Bex and with this podcast and everything, and then my professional porn goals. Mm -hmm. Um so Bex has uh, a lot of my goals are around uh, teaching more. I want to teach 60 times this year. Um, the reason I came to that number was because I'm teaching every Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. So that puts me in the 50s if I stay fairly consistent. And I'd like to get some extra workshops in there under my belt as well. So it's a bit of a big goal. Um, but I would like to keep up these weekly workshops all through 2022. Um, and I had a goal for us to hit 150 Dildorks patrons because Ooh, I, be nice. right? I like seeing our discord grow and I love seeing that little community kind of, I don't know, everyone in there getting to know each other and like, we're learning a lot from them. And mm -hmm. I love the time that I am able to pour into this when it pays such a substantial portion of my bills. Yep. Yep. Um, and then so for some of my more like fun, sexy things, um, I want to do more, uh, I want to do more rope in general. Um, but I also want to release, uh, seven or more like particularly kinky scenes as Billy, um, 
like some of the stuff I've been doing with Ted, but I want to do some more elaborate scenes with D on camera and with other friends of mine. I have a couple of folks that I'm planning on shooting with in the next couple of months. Um, but I am much more of a kinky fucker off camera than I am on camera, and <laughs> that's silly. Um, so Billy fans should know what a fucking pervert I am. Um, in line with that, I also want to get DP'd on camera. Bonus points mm. if it's during a gangbang, but I just want two dicks in me. Um, and I want to shoot in some more like unique or interesting locations. I have six as my goal. Um, but we shot in an abandoned church this year. That was really fucking cool. Um, and I want to explore more fun, neat places to get naked. Um, and I want to, uh, just in my personal kink life, uh, explore my submission a little bit more again, because I've gotten away from that side of me in the past couple of months slash years. Uh, do more rope, which is always on my list. <laughs> um, and I am toying with the idea of maintaining a scene j- journal to mm. like have more of a record of the uh, scenes that I plan and things and how I feel around them. Mm-hmm. I think it I liked going through um, Ash's spreadsheet of the sex that we've had, and I like hearing the things you learn from it, but I don't Mm -hmm. think a spreadsheet is quite the way to um, keep track, and y'all hear the frequency that I fuck. I ain't writing all those down. But (laughs) I would like to have a little record, even if it's just a few sentences of my thoughts at the end of a scene. It sounds like a really nice practice to get into, Mm -hmm. so it was an idea I had today. Who knows if this will sound like news to future me when we do our end of year episode (laughs) next year. Um, But it sounds like a nice practice that I would love to theoretically implement, and we'll see where that goes. Cool. Good goals. Very wise. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm curious. What are uh, are your goals? Yeah, I have three things. Um, One of them is I want to rediscover masturbation as a sensual Mm. and relaxing activity. Oh, Uh, that's a good one. I've done so much masturbation for work this year, as I'm sure Mm -hmm. you can relate to. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like uh, I've been reviewing so many toys, some of which are bad, some of which are okay, but like... I, I think I've just come to develop an association between masturbation and work, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. It just doesn't really occur to me to do it that often outside the context of phone sex. Um, mm-hmm. I recently was offered a product called the Water Slide, slide with a, a Y. That, oh, um, I think I've seen that. The tub yeah, one, yeah? Yeah, you attach it to your bath faucet and it like directs the stream of the water in a way that's like more ergonomic for masturbation in the tub. And I was thinking that that would be a nice uh, way for me to kind of meet this goal because like I learned to masturbate with the bath faucet and like physically can't really do that anymore. Um, So that might Mm. be fun. And um, baths are your like relaxation time as it is. Yes. Like, that is where you have your alone time. That is where you like kind of relax and reconnect with yourself. So yeah, exactly. And, and I don't have my phone with me, so I can't distract myself mm-hmm. by checking Twitter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a good spot for it. Um, another thing is that I want to infuse more spirituality into my masturbation or Ooh. maybe more masturbation into my spirituality. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. I've kind of like lost touch with my spirituality the past few years and i'm wanting to kind of reconnect with that yeah yeah it's Um, on my list too and then the third thing for me is uh make stress reduction a priority for better sex um Mm. because stress really fucks with my fibro and my brain so uh sex is much harder when i'm stressed and you know stress can be from things that are (laughs) 
legitimate, like, um, like that I have a lot of work deadlines or it can be from things that like really I don't need to be stressed about. Like I'm just dwelling about a thing that an ex said to me six years ago and it's like, calm down. Like, you know, you can redirect your brain. Our like brain's default so mode seems to be stressed these days. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm always stressed. I'll find something to be stressed about. I'd say, of course we're stressed. It's 2021, yeah. right? <laughs> and yeah, no, I'm also trying to get away from that. Yeah, I really want to work on that. I've been working on that a lot this year in just in my life in general, um, mm-hmm. stress reduction. But uh, I think I particularly need to focus on it for the purposes of revitalizing my libido a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Just a couple of listener questions. One listener is wondering, what fantasy was the most recurring for you this year? Ooh. Um... Definitely some flavor of CNC combined with either sleepy sex or intoxication. Mm. Um, It comes with a lot of different skins, but at its core, that's essentially the thing that we uh, came back to a lot this year. Mm -hmm. Um, In my solo fantasy life and in my partner's sex, it was fairly consistent. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mine was like centered around the theme of being forcibly pleasured. Like, Mm. um, like someone is like, I'm going to give you pleasure and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's really, it's for my pleasure. Um, And that comes up in various different contexts. And then also like, I feel like the past few years, I've just had a lot of different sex work related fantasies, like Mm. either that I've hired someone to do things to me or that like they've hired me because their fantasy is to give me pleasure or something like that. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there's something about that that I find really hot. Yeah. Then last question, a listener asked, what was the silliest encounter you had this year? I got to look at my spreadsheet actually for that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I actually think it has to be the, the first time that we used the Baldo. I don't think yeah. that I'm not going to beat that, like, at all. Um, just because, uh, <laughs> like, it was this big production to put it on. We had been talking for so long about w- what we wanted to do with it. And literally, they got their balls inside me and immediately came all over my back. And um, we were both just, like, cracking up because that was just not what we were expecting and then we ended up trying it again later that night because they were like well we barely got to try it okay but that is the ideal first experience with that like that's fantastic i love that story yeah (laughs) so i don't know if it quite counts as silliest sex but i have done a lot more tickling stuff this year Mm. um so i have done a lot more uh, tickling to the point that it is slightly masochist or slightly sadistic mm. and also usually the person is trapped and can't get away so there is a lot of squirming of junk the person it's it's my pet it's always my <laughs> pet yeah um and they are usually trapped and can't get away um which has like winds up squirmy things which winds up being sexy things etc um so that is definitely the giggliest sex that i have had um which probably falls in line with the silly category yeah that counts similar yeah Yeah. it's cute 
All right, that's it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dildorks. Truly, we appreciate you listening and uh, hope that you have a good New Year's and a good 2022 to the extent that that is possible. Uh, I've been Kate Sloan. I have a sex blog at girlyjuice.net. I have a book which would make a great gift for anyone in your life. You can find that. <laughs> well, maybe not anyone. Maybe not your <laughs> uncle or your cousin. Um you can find that at 101kinkythings.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And I have another podcast, which is on hiatus currently, but there's a big backlog. You can listen to those episodes. Look it up. It's called Question Box. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing and information about my workshops at bextalksex.com. I teach on Zoom every Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern. So you can get tickets for that at... Uh, by searching Bex Caputo on Eventbrite or following the links on my website. I'm also very naked on the internet, so go to at Billy Lore on Twitter to find all of the links for that and all of the videos I talked about earlier in this episode. Together we're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You can also go to patreon.com slash the Dildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way and help me hit that goal this year. Uh, we are actually quite, quite close to 100 patrons, like only a it's handful so of people away. I know, so I would love to hit that uh, relatively soon. You would make my week. Um, so go check that out, and for $6, get access to our exclusive Discord channel for patrons. And for uh, $12, get access to all of those bonus episodes that I very heavy-handedly teased <laughs> earlier on in this episode. Love a heavy-handed tease. Listen, I <laughs> am a salesman. I never claim to be subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to our top tier supporters on Patreon. Hey, we thank you every week. Thank you to Nat, Amelia, Matthew, Designer Bait, and Stabitha Christie. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song. You can find his music at protodome.bandcamp.com. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. She is at starboots underscore on Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor for this episode, designerbait.com. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-U-R-B-A-T-E.com. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Brief intermission to see if Ash has ideas. Okay. What was the question? Silliest. <laughs> silliest. Yo, what was the silliest sex we had this year? Um. Oh gosh. There's got to be something. I mean, you've done a lot more sitting on me and tickling me. That's, That's true. Silly. You've done that several times, and that ends in sex pretty much every time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>